Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Innovators Podcast. I'm Adam Jackson, and I have the opportunity to talk with four members of the SciStarters program. SciStarters is an 11-week summer accelerator for ISU students or graduates to focus on their startup business ideas. I spoke with Chris Moyna and Andrew Frank, who have created a compost pickup system called Correlating Compost, and Cole Schumacher and Isaac Meyerholtz, who sell handcrafted bamboo straws made in India. We had a great conversation talking about size starters, how they got their ideas, and where they're looking to take their startups. If you want to learn more about their companies, check out CoreLivingCompost.com and RenewBamboo.org. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, and I hope everyone enjoys. Yeah, hey guys, thank you for coming on. So again, this is Chris Amoyna, Andrew Frank, Cole Schumacher, and Isaac Meyerholtz, and they are four members of Size Starters. So why don't we start with some introductions, and then you guys can tell me a little bit about your companies. Yeah, so I'm Chris Amoyna. I'm Andrew Frank. And we're Corlin and Compost, and we are a food waste pickup service here in Ames. Hey, thanks for having us, Adam. My name is Cole. And I'm Isaac. And we are Renew Bamboo. What we do is sell handcrafted artisan bamboo products that are sourced from our friends in India. Awesome, yeah. And so you guys are all part of the SciStarter project. And on a previous podcast, we talked with Judy Isles about SciStarters. And if you guys want to just kind of share what your experience has been and like more specifically what you've done on a day-to-day basis in SciStarters. Sure. Uh, so for us, Size starters on a day-to-day basis, it, it changes depending on the week as we have different educational workshops. Um, and so these are anywhere from we'll have accounting next week, we talked about pricing, and we had story selling with Julie, um, a really wide variety to help us um, really make our businesses run better. Um, and then my experience so far for me has been um, it's been really fun meeting uh, this diverse group of people uh, mm-hmm. with the different side starters um, and having fun both during the workshops and outside of side starters as well. Uh, we did karaoke. We just went to uh, Joe's skate night last night. Um, and so, yeah, it's really fun to get to know the people. Um, and also, I think it gave us the motivation to uh, work harder on our business as far as like being able to have the time if someone can work on it, um, and just having these uh, workshops to help us uh, make our businesses better, uh, more efficient, uh, be able to reach people in more creative ways. Um, so the education and the networking has been definitely a benefit and fun for me. Yeah, I have to say, first of all, that we just love Judy Isles. She has a great program set up here. She's doing a really great job. Judy Isles is the best. And honestly, this program has given our business pretty much everything we've built from the ground up since being a part of this. We've got our website up and going, renewbamboo.org. You can check it out if you want. Uh, and given us the ability to figure out wholesale contracts, marketing, sales, all the different parts of the business that you need that we didn't really know how to do on our own. We've learned through being a part of the SciStarters program. I've been a part of another startup accelerator, and SciStarters is actually way different and way better and really much more transformative to the business. So I'm very thankful that we got accepted into this program. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a really great experience. A lot of fun outside of it too. What's something exciting that you've learned here that like you wouldn't have learned somewhere else? That is a great question, Adam. So 
Uh, so we've we've learned a lot about figuring out how to find a target market, which is something I would not have figured out on my own. Honestly, our plan with the product was to buy it, put it on Amazon, and just hope that people would buy it and find it somehow, basically. What we've learned is there's a lot more to it than that. You need to find what your market is for your product. So who wants to buy bamboo straws, and why do you want, why do they want them? Then you target your marketing towards those people, and you figure out how to make things that those people make marketing that those people are interested. In, whether it's Facebook ads or inserts in their mailbox, door hangers, whatever it is, get into their sphere of influence and present them those marketing materials, so then the people who are interested in the product can actually find the product. Yeah, I think um, I have not had very much experience in business before I joined this program. I'm studying computer engineering, and I just never really got into it. Um, but I, I think one thing that was kind of like big for me was learning that like you're not really your customer and you're selling to people that aren't you because I'll be like I'll just be thinking of different ideas and I'm like oh this makes sense to me and then I'll like uh, trying to explain it to someone else and get them like on board with what you're doing is very different. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's actually really interesting to like have to think from another person's perspective. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the Innovators Podcast. So I just want to know, like, how has this program helped you to foster innovation? I would say that we had a marketing boot camp with uh, Julie Wright, and she really fostered fostered being innovative in our marketing. So. Um, for us, that was looking like we hadn't even contemplated doing a newsletter, and now we have this fun newsletter where uh, we're able to get out to customers, potential customers. She had like uh, be creative with mailers um, and have like have them be bulky um, when you send them out, and so we're looking forward to be more creative uh, with our marketing strategies in that way. Um, even looking to in the future. Um, have magnets on our cars we go around and pick up food waste that would like say like we're the green machine or you know have little pieces of food waste on it or pieces of food on it so um, that will be uh, I don't know innovative in the way that we make our company stand out in our in our marketing that's great Adam, another great question from coming from you. <laughs> and to be honest, at Renew Bamboo, we're looking at innov- creating innovative solutions to the sustainability problem and helping create a greener world. So we're looking to try to provide, through Bamboo, products that are able to help with the environmental crisis that we're in right now in as many ways as possible. So we're looking at making bamboo straws to replace plastic straws, uh, getting bamboo cups to replace single-use cups. We're looking at eventually getting the bamboo clothes to help with the, because the clothing industry has a huge impact on our environment. And so looking at making clothes out of bamboo because it's much more sustainable than polyester or any of these other solutions. So we're actually, we're working with our manufacturers right now and trying to figure out what all we can do to make bamboo products that are more sustainable than what the current options are. So this is huge for us in trying to innovate and create new solutions to a problem that we all kind of see, but don't really know how to solve. Very cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, we talked a little bit about your businesses uh, throughout this first part, talking about size service, but I just want to, you know, really talk about your actual business models. Um, and so let's start with Renew Bamboo. It is a company by Colin Isaac that sells handcrafted bamboo products, like you kind of said. Um, I just want to know, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah, so actually two summers ago, we went to India 
and we saw a lot of poverty that was pretty shocking and hard to handle and coming back to America it seemed like there was no way we could help people uh, back in India and we really loved our time there and so we that just stayed in our hearts for a long time and then uh, actually recently this year I was connected to my girlfriend's friend who now lives in India and is an exporter of bamboo goods and it's her passion to find uh, companies that are doing fair trade practices and uh, selling goods that are sustainable and so the beautiful thing about bamboo goods is that it's the fastest growing plant in the world so it's good for the earth um, it's very reusable uh, but at the same time we're hiring people who need jobs and we can help support them and also we're giving back our profits uh, to Care India, an organization that cares for women and children in India. So we're trying to make a business that does as much good as possible. Yeah, basically it grew out of a passion between the two of us for entrepreneurship and for the world and just helping people and helping the world in general. And so those two things kind of coming together, our entrepreneurial spirit and our care for the people around the world came together to form this business. And so we're trying to make the biggest impact we can in helping people all over. That's awesome. That's kind of like what you want out of a startup business, you know, impacting the world. Um, Isaac, you mentioned Care India. So Care India, as I understand, helps marginalized women. Do you want to kind of talk about how you decided on that charity? So this is actually a decision that's kind of in process. So I chose, I chose Care India based off the research that I did, but I'm actually working with the people that we know in India right now and asking them to give me ideas because they live there and they know what nonprofits be the best ones to donate to. So right now we're planning on carrying India because it seems like a great one to help marginalized women and uh, girls who are in poverty who need that help. So to us, it seems like it aligns with our mission. But we're getting advice right now, so it might end up being a different organization, but we're definitely giving away a good portion of our profits to something that's helping people living in poverty, living in a place where they need help. So in terms of those profits, obviously those come from the products that you're selling. What are your products and like where are you looking to go with those products. Oh yeah, we are we are flipping excited about our products and I think the world is too. I mean, oh, who yeah. doesn't love bamboo is just a beautiful thing. It's cool. It's I actually see. it's antimicrobial. So that's why you see bamboo cutting boards is a very common thing. Um, so that's why we are right now we're big into bamboo straws. Those are awesome. They're trending like crazy. You can save the turtles, you're helping people in India, you're helping the world. Uh, that's our flagship product right now and we're selling those in uh, Boxes as well as reusable bamboo bags. Ooh! And now you can go on renewbamboo.org and buy a single straw for three fifty, and we'll ship it to you. Wow! What a deal! Free shipping as well. So that's, that's awesome. Anyone can be part of this initiative to help save the world. We're working on getting our products. So right, yeah, right now we have either single straws, bamboo bags with a really cool like coconut fiber metal cleaner and straws in them, or just a box of six straws. And you can buy those on our website, or we're looking, we're actually in process of getting into places like Cafe DM and a few other retailers in the Ames area. That's great. Yeah, I've been seeing them all over the research park, so clearly they're selling well. So I've noticed a lot of themes of sustainability and helping the marginalized, and how has that been important for you? So I just shared about this this morning a little bit, but... This it's like a, a big theme of my life because I grew up with my family. Uh, my parents do foster care and adoption stuff in here in Iowa, and so I've actually had probably twelve different um, foster brothers and sisters who have lived lived with me for like in my home for uh, I should I should say my parents' home, but I've lived with me and like I've been a brother to them for like either years at a time, 
or we actually have a brother that we've adopted um, who's three years old. And so that kind of seeing how foster care works, because the foster care system is pretty rough. Like a lot of people experience really bad things growing up in foster care. And, you know, obviously the kids, it's not really their fault. They were born into this and then they're just like separated from their parents. And then they're trying to figure their life out. And so what my, my family does is just provides like a loving home. And so I was actually able to like help support and teach these kids things that their parents didn't teach them, like how to tie their shoes or how to even talk, like things that you should be taught by your parents, but these kids aren't getting that. So that these people who, these kids who are um, kind of helpless and need someone to come and support them. So my parents are doing that for foster kids. Like you're my heart for helping people who are yeah, these, in these marginalized positions where they need someone, like an outside force to come and help them because they can't teach themselves. They can't, you know, get themselves out of these situations. So that kind of grew my heart for this sort of thing. And then combining it with the sustainability of uh, the bamboo and what we saw and the people we met in India, it just became like the perfect uh, kind of meeting of those two things to be able to help people who are in this marginalized position while also providing sustainable products to all our customers. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Isaac. But that's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's a great story. That's that's really cool. Um, and so now that you're uh, talking about sustainability, that's a great segue <laughs> over to our other company here, which is uh, Core Living Compost with Carissa and Andrew. So, yeah, <laughs> applause, applause. <laughs> so, if you guys want to talk about what you do, uh, your compost pickup and delivery service. Yeah, so right now we're operating in Ames only. So, well, we have these five gallon buckets that are actually donated to us by the city of Ames, their resource recovery program, which was awesome. Um, and so, we people sign up on our website for uh, a monthly service fee, and then they can sign up for either weekly or bi-weekly pickup. We drop off this five-gallon bucket at their house, uh, their doorstep or driveway, wherever they want us to put it. And then we include like compostable liners, uh, which really just kind of helps keep it cleaner. And then every week or every other week when they have a pickup, we come with a clean bucket and we switch it out, and then we take it to the uh, food waste diversion dumpster that the Resource Recovery Center has, um, and from there it gets taken to Eddyville, Iowa, where it's uh, composted at a bigger facility there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so in addition to the actual food waste pickup service, we're really trying to create a community around compost here in Ames. Um, and so, for example, uh, Core Living Compost, and we call our customers our core community. Um, and so we're also into educating people about the benefits of compost and even ways that they can do it themselves. If That's great. I'm loving all the play on words with the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one of our values and puns, no. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's just part of my life growing up as a good dad who always, uh, you know, had his joke. The dad jokes, you know. It's, yeah. it's uh, in my genes. <laughs> um, speaking of you, Carissa, um, so you started a composting team at Iowa State. You were into composting in high school. Um, can you explain kind of how you went from there to where you are now? Sure, yeah. So it's kind of crazy to think that 
uh, composting has been a part of my life for five years and I'm only 23, but um, in high school, I went to a small high school in Northeast Iowa and um, I was on the green team and the green team's mission was to have composting for our entire school. So um, we accomplished that my senior year um, and then I came to Iowa State and had that on my resume. Uh, so my freshman year, I was in the honors program, and they have um, the research program that you could have a mentor with. So my mentor saw that on my resume and was like, hey, did you know Iowa State has a compost facility? Like, let's do your research there. Um, so I spent every week going out to the compost facility, um, getting to climb the piles of food waste <laughs> and compost and uh, test the temperature for my research. Um, it was there. I just saw this opportunity of such a cool facility that can be utilized more places on campus. So at that time, um, Iowa State's three major dining centers uh, brought their food there, but that was it. So my mission was to uh, bring more access to students and other uh, faculty and different people on campus for composting. So I found my home uh, the, my sophomore year in the fall um, with Engineers for a Sustainable World. Um, and so the club has different sustainable projects around campus um, and so I put my hand up and said hey I'm this little sophomore and I would like to start the compost team they said okay go for it um, mm -hmm. which is why I really love uh, the club for their support and so yeah I always tell the story it was very humbling uh, my first meeting no one showed up even though I had invited people and so you know it's just good to look at yourself and be like, okay, like even though I'm one person, like I can still make a difference. So I kept working at it. Um, eventually, convinced uh, more people to join, and we're up three years later. We're up to twelve uh, people now, um, and one of them was Andrew, and so that's how I met him. So um, we did multiple projects throughout our time at Iowa State. Um, and very, I don't know, really found. Uh, I have the nickname Compost Queen now. That was <laughs> oh, given to me. Oh, so, hey. like, uh, yeah, compost definitely became part of who I am. And I, I guess bittersweet, but like, that's my legacy that I will leave at Iowa State is that because now I've graduated. So, yeah. But um, our major project was uh, there's an apartment complex on campus called Fredrickson Court. And um, that is where we implemented an opt-in compost program. Um, so it took two years how we did a trial system to make sure on a small scale it worked and then um, got funding from the student government green fund to um, upgrade it to the full system. And so we allowed the 2,700 students that live at Freddie Court access to opt-in and participate in this program. So um, it came full scale in the fall and we had 120 uh, students sign up to participate and then through that we had uh, 850 pounds of uh, food waste that got diverted to the Iowa State compost facility from there. So um, it was definitely a big team effort um, and from there I just realized uh, through learning about compost and how beneficial it is for you know creating what's seen as waste but really uh, we can use it as um, something beneficial for the soil and also getting to help people feel empowered and engaging a sustainable lifestyle because oftentimes I feel like people are frozen with the part of like, I'm just me, like how can I you know, help solve a, a problem as big as climate change? But what I saw is when you do one thing and then that adds into your lifestyle and then you say, what's the next thing? So the next thing is like, I buy a bamboo straw 
and then what's the next thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I buy a tin for my lunchbox instead of, you know, having Ziploc bags. And anyway, so I just really uh, feel on the mission of bringing composting to people to help them engage a sustainable lifestyle in college and teaching people how to compost here at Iowa State so when they move on that they can also compost wherever they go. So um, yeah, that's, that's how I encountered composting and why um, we want to continue composting and that's my dream job is to yeah, <laughs> just do this wow. for the rest of my life in whatever way it seems, but right now it's this food waste pickup service. That's a phenomenal story, Krista. Oh my gosh. Very cool. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Andrew coming into the fold. How, what's your experience been like? Yeah. Um, so before I came to Iowa State, I never composted or anything. I didn't really know anything about it. And I ended up joining the compost team just because I felt like I wanted to do something different. I was like, outside of what I was studying and learn something else and it's definitely been interesting. I like to tell the story of like I probably the the second or third month that I was on the team uh, we were doing like an indoor composting experiment in someone's apartment so we got a bunch of these like five gallon buckets. I don't even know where we got them from. But City of Ames. They have supported <laughs> us so long. <laughs> they like to give us buckets. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so we took them to the compost facility and it was like getting dark outside so we were in the dark like shoveling food waste into these pits and then we brought them to someone's apartment and we put like different kind. We were using Bokashi mix um, and then other other ingredients we're using like sawdust uh wheat bran and things like that mm -hmm. to see like which one would do the best um and so we just left them in someone's apartment for like a couple of weeks and see, saw what happened but um i don't know it was interesting they said it smelled really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had like a fan going in there yeah, by the end we didn't get a lot of conclusive so results out of it um so I'm actually going to be uh, co-leading the compost team because I'm still in school. I'll be a junior this fall. Uh, so we're probably going to be continuing some more research um, during the year and continuing with Fredrickson Court. Uh, and then also hopefully expanding to uh, either Greek housing or SUV, the University Village. Uh, with, it's basically like a, another apartment complex. Yeah. The university rooms. That's great. Um, I'm in Greek housing on campus, and I can tell you right now that that would be absolutely fantastic for there. So something I saw on your website, um, these statistics are honestly crazy. 40% of food is wasted a year. $1,500 are wasted on families um, from food waste. There is, and then food waste in landfills is actually 26 times worse than CO2 emissions, which is like the big, um, let's get rid of the CO2, but like food waste is way more the problem. So how did you guys find out these statistics and like how has that influenced your drive for this company? Yeah, so the 40% of food wasted is kind of along the entire production line. So to the point where food is produced, you know, transportation, food can go bad or I don't know, things happen where it's just wasted and then, you know, in the stores, if it's in the store too long, they throw it out, they can't 
also like at your table, leftovers and things like that. A uh, funny story about the 26 times, like the methane emissions from food waste and landfills. Um, I was asked, I was doing, we do engage your greenside workshops through the compost team. And so I was doing uh, like, what's your composting style workshop to help people figure out what style of composting best works for them. Um, and so through that, someone asked me, well, what's the difference if my food waste just decomposes in the landfill? besides me doing it for composting and like I was had you know a life crisis because I was like all gung-ho about composting but they had a great question like what is the difference mm -hmm. and so then I did my research and after I came to find out about um, if food waste is in the landfill it's covered with layers of uh, dirt and other layers of trash so that there's no oxygen that's allowed to get into the food um, but food since it's an organic product decomposes um, right away once it gets there. So when it's decomposing, since it doesn't have any oxygen, in the anaerobic process, it releases methane. Versus if you bring your food and you're composting, oxygen is an important key to composting. You need to turn your pile and bring in oxygen. And so that and the aerobic process creates a minimal amount of CO2. And so then the statistics of 26 times came to me and I was like, whoa, like I knew composting was important, but this question really led me to realizing it was even more important because as we know, CO2 is the buzzword um, and we don't really talk about methane as much because it doesn't have as much quantity as CO2 um, in, the, in the atmosphere. But just knowing that um, not only serves my importance to bring composting to people, to gardeners, you know, for people to use it, but just to see in the process of like climate change is only gonna get worse. So for me, and like my personal morals is at the end of my life, I want to say, hey, like I did something about climate change, like I tried to help. And so that is also why I'm super connected to composting now knowing that. And uh, it really drives me to, you know, on those hard days as entrepreneurs, you always have hard days where you're like doubting, like, did I really choose the right business? Am I gonna make it? Um, but that's what really keeps me going is knowing that um, this is not only uh, good for the people that are composting, but also the environment. That's something I, I really care about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was Coral Living Compost. You guys, that's a very cool thing you guys are doing for the Ames area. Now, I just want to talk to you guys all, like, come back together. And uh, what's something you're looking forward to with size starters? And then something you're looking forward to within your individual um, I'm excited for demo day. Also, we're having an accounting workshop. <laughs> I think that will be great. I had it in our MBA, but we just had one class on accounting. So I'm excited to apply it to our business. Um, but as far as our business goes, we have some pretty exciting things. Um, we're going to be featured on KHOI, uh, the community radio here in Ames um, on July 12th. Um, and part of that, uh, what I'm excited for is I one I mentioned the other half of composting that I really um, am passionate about is helping people start composting themselves. So over winter break, we had an extremely long winter break. I developed a compost starter guide, and as we mentioned in the beginning, puns are very uh, a value of mine. And so I developed this: What's your composting uh, personality quiz? And so through these questions. Um, I'm able to 
filter out and your result is um, if you're an apartment apple, if you're occupied orange, um, and it really narrows down to what style works for you. Like Build It Blueberry, for example, is for people who are willing, they have outdoor space, they have time that they can make it themselves or do DIY. So anyway, I want to now turn that quiz and post it on our Facebook page. Um, uh, in that radio program, I'll be having someone on the air that I will talk them through that quiz to figure out what they are. Um, so really excited for that quiz because it's punny and it's also, you know, who doesn't like a personality quiz, right? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so, yeah. And then I think the last thing is we're looking into multi-housing uh, plans. So um, that would be really big for us because when you run a route, density is really important. So we can have more people in a smaller amount of area. That's really helpful. So we had mm -hmm. um, some people reach out to us from a retirement condo. So really looking forward and we're wanting to grow that side of our business and apartment complexes and retirement communities and things like that here in Ames. Specifically south of Lincoln Wood. <laughs> that's my pickup zone. <laughs> yeah, we, uh... I'm, trying, I'm trying to make like a competition between our, our pickup routes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a little internal competition going on, and how many people are north of Lincoln Way that I pick up and south of Lincoln Way are uh, Andrews. So. Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> competition is always a great way to improve your business. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you guys. Um, so again, something you're looking forward to is side starters, and something within your individual company. Hmm. I just have to start off and say another excellent question, Adam. <laughs> and I'd say, yeah, demo day is probably the most exciting thing that we have left because we'll just get a pitch in front of the community and in front of people who are coming from all over the place, uh, zooming into the meeting, and people will just get to see more of our story. And really, we just want to keep partnering with more people and getting our product into more people's lives so that they can help and uh, partner with us in helping to make an impact in the world. As far as our company, Renew Bamboo, uh, I'd say the most exciting thing that's upcoming is getting some new products. So we're looking at either getting bamboo mugs, bamboo water bottles, or getting something like bamboo toothbrushes. So follow us on social media for a new bamboo on Instagram or Facebook to keep track of when those new products launch. And then, yeah, you can check our website, renewbamboo.org, and uh, continue tracking so that you can buy those new products when they come out. Yeah, absolutely. I think, to me, I think the cool thing about Demo Day is that I really did not expect us to even get as far as we are this summer. Mm, um, receiving the straws and totally redoing our packaging and making retail agreements with companies in Ames is just already been exceeding my expectations. So uh, just SiteStarters has been a super powerful catalyst for all of that. And I think being able to look back to where we were at at the beginning of the summer is going to be pretty exciting for all of us as a, just a whole cohort in SiteStarters will be very encouraging. Well, fantastic. Thank you guys for uh, coming on the podcast. And it, before we go, is there anything that you want to share um, or plug before we sign off. Uh, so yeah, so we mentioned to sign up, um, another one of our puns or phrases is join the dark brown side. Uh, <laughs> call out to Star Wars fans out there. Um, so anyway, to, to join us, you can go to our website, corelivingcompost.com, and then in the upper right-hand corner, there'll be a sign-up button, so you can sign up for a weekly or bi-weekly service. Um, and then also we are having a lot of fun on our Facebook page and YouTube channel um, that we are going to be posting videos about uh, like a behind the scenes and what a pickup route looks like and what happens with your food waste. Um, also some fun founder stories where we ask 
uh, random question to each other that we're not prepared for. Um, so that's kind of fun to, uh, yeah, we just have fun with our, with our videos and things like that and uh, really have that be our educational platform as well as, like you said, connecting with um, our community. Yeah, I would say for us, uh, if you want to join in, just check out RenewBamboo.org. And yeah, buy some, buy some straws with the cause. Wow. wow. There you go. Wow. That, that is, profound. that is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you. see you in the future.